Hello, everybody, and welcome to On Air, the show where we take TV shows canceled with episodes left on air to review them and then pitch our ideas for how we think they could have continued. I'm Ed, and today with me from the podcast My Minute with Andre, it's Woody Batalia. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. I'm uh, I'm very excited about uh, about doing the podcast. I uh, I can't even believe what I saw. Yeah. So uh, we we're covering Dark Man today. Yeah. The pilot based on the film Dark Man. Um, so I had an odd experience. I'd never seen Dark Man before. Yesterday I watched the film for the first time. And um after I found out it was directed by Sam Raimi, it made a lot more sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like uh, it's like the prototype for I mean he went on later to do Spider-Man obviously, but it's sort of like in this space where they were, you know, I mean Dark Man's a kind of a low budget trashy based on a comic book superhero movie that somehow it must have done better than its budget at least it must have made some money because they made two sequels although i think maybe the two sequels were both directed dvd or directed vhs at the time yeah uh, i believe they were both directed vhs i mean and, I, I, uh, and they then, were on cable perennially <laughs> yep and uh they ended up making a pilot and rightfully so it did not move on yeah this pilot is it's it's obviously, I mean, I can't even believe, I mean, it must have been, well, we got to turn something in. Exactly. <laughs> like they like, paid, they paid money. They're going to expect something to be delivered, but I can't imagine anybody watching two minutes of it and being like, yep, straight to series. It felt like it was somebody that was taking a, both a screenwriting class in college at the same time he was taking a philosophy class. And just some of the lines are so terrible. Yeah. There's some, they're really something else like uh yeah <laughs> first of all he's british so um just basically the uh details about the show it was made for fox and it was made in 1992 the only person that uh reprised their role was larry drake who plays the villain durant indeed there he is and they actually <laughs> they uh changed up a few things about the show uh mainly his origins to an extent right um so in the film, uh, his girlfriend is a lawyer and she finds some evidence. Durant is sent to retrieve the evidence. And that's when he kills Peyton, right. who is also a dark man. Yeah. In the in the TV show, they change it so Durant finds out he is creating synthetic skin and wants the formula. They're so into uh, like uh, uh, high tech espionage or whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they use the same exact prop from uh, the film. The uh, evidence with the coffee stain on it. Oh yeah, that's it was right. weird. It was... There were so many. Well, this they 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 lifted like action shots from the film, and then they, and then anytime they had to do a close up, they cut to, uh, you know their uh their dark man who's what's this actor's name? <laughs> uh, it was Christopher Bowen. Right, Christopher Bowen. Uh, they they cut to Christopher Bowen. Like and it doesn't not it doesn't match in any way because the production value of the TV show is so much more poor than the film. Uh, so it, it's like they're just like, well, we just robbed the movie of some explosion shots and some helicopter stuff, right? And it uses the most ridiculous shot from the movie uh, when the lab explodes and Liam Neeson is launched out of the explosion. Right. They reuse that. And it looks it literally just looks like a dummy that's not moving and it's just flying through the air. Well, you know, I mean, this is pre I don't know, pre spending any real money to do CG stuff unless you're make unless you're like James Cameron making the abyss, I guess. That's true. It was also I mean, it felt right for a Sam Raimi movie because that's kind of his style. Yeah. Like over the top, low budget. Well, but just yeah. for the TV shows, something just felt off. Yeah, for sure. It's a it... <laughs> The whole thing is it's got a different tone. Like not only I mean, not only that the dialogue is terrible, there is almost no plot at all that you can discern. It's just like a, a like a few set pieces that seem like thrown together and there's no like from here to here. There's no like why did no motivation or anything is explored. It's just like a pastiche and they were like trying to go for like a stylized thing. The the but the, it, it doesn't look like the movie. It looks like 
Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with this, but it looks like Madonna's Express Yourself video. <laughs> like, like It does cro- feel like the set of a music video. Right, yeah. It's like the Express Yourself video crossed with like uh, the Tim Burton Batman film, like the 1989 <laughs> Batman. They're going for that kind of vibe where everything looks like it was just shot on a soundstage or a back lot. And it's like they're not trying to hide that at all. It just it looks very like heightened and stylized. Yeah, and they make it into like this post-apocalyptic type world, which the movie itself, it's just a normal city. Right, and and he happens to, yeah, he's the weirdo in the city, but it's like everybody is way over the top uh, bonkers in this movie. They're like, they're in this uh, uh, TV pilot, like there's, he just, and, and also he's like just hanging around, pushing around a shopping cart amongst the uh, the homeless people in the city uh some of whom are or the one who's like a, a child who looks like one of the look like an extra from or, or one of the he looks like one of the lost boys from hook <laughs> yeah that that was the um opening scene and it, it uses this it uses an establishing shot like three or four times where it's just like an overhead view of the city at night and there's just explosions going off yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, and uh, it, which begs the question: like the the cop in this, uh, she's supposed to be like doing things by the book, but it really feels as though like martial law should have been instated long ago, and the regular police force should not even exist <laughs> uh, because it looks like all out war, and that the gangsters have already won control of the city, and that I, I can't, I can't imagine anybody doing any regular police work like detective work. Yeah, no, uh, they even mentioned at one point that, like, there's probably, like, 15 cops that aren't on the take. <laughs> if if the ratio is, like, 200 to, or however many cops it would be to only 15 good cops, then, I mean, you might as well just have no good cops. Like, what, how are those cops even operating? Wouldn't they just be, you know, thrown out a window by a bunch of corrupt cops or whatever, or executed in the street by Durant's goons with nobody uh, helping them? Right. Like they even mentioned like, uh, oh, the judges are in Durant's pocket. The courts are all in his pocket. What are these cops doing then? Like, right. They're going to arrest someone just to be like, oh, yeah, no, it's cool. <laughs> yeah. They're, I mean, uh, uh, they're, I, they, it must be that the cops have been mobilized just to carry out uh, Durant's, you know, nefarious plots or whatever. They're not actually doing any police work. They're just running around, you know, being thugs, I guess. Yeah, they're just they're just bored. They're just driving around. Well, yeah, and, and hanging out in, in like uh, comically stylized bars with the playing cards hanging from the ceiling, and and uh, where um yeah. where where the it's like a just like a mariachi band. There's a table to table close up magician that nobody bats an eye at. So um, the uh, episode starts off uh, like you were mentioning of him walking through the alley with a shopping cart, and he's he basically explains the intro to the film where he's a scientist developing synthetic skin, but it only lasts 99 minutes because it's photosensitive. Uh, one thing they didn't mention is that uh, in the dark, it actually doesn't break down. That was like kind of the key reason that he's called Dark Man. Right. They don't mention it. Because he's in the dark, and then, yeah, if he's, if he's exposed to light, then the 99-minute counter starts. And in the movie, he has like a stopwatch, doesn't he? Yep. That he's looking at, you know, to know when his the skin is going to start to disintegrate, and it's weird. Like, yeah, he, and they actually uh, show one of those scenes, I think. Oh yeah, oh sure, yeah. They just lift the whole stuff. I, I wonder if they were making this, like, were they making the pilot so that and just putting in scenes from the movie, being like, oh well, you know, if you pick it up, we'll make we'll replace this with other effects, and you'll give us some more money to finish this because it feels like. It doesn't feel like it's done. It feels it, it doesn't feel like a, a completed thing. It doesn't even have full it doesn't have full credits. Maybe you encounter this a lot on this show, but it's like it's so not it feels like half a thing. It one hundred percent feels like it should have been a forty two minute pilot instead of a twenty two minute pilot. Right. Yeah, like it's like it's it, maybe they just shot the stuff that they thought was flashy and would make it seem attractive to uh to the network and then they were like well obviously we'll when you give us the real money we'll go back and we'll replace this helicopter shot with real action scenes and we'll fill out the the rest of this plot or we'll reshoot the whole thing i don't know but it it it, it seems like oh they're just like here's the mood and how do you like this actor 
who is uh, who's playing uh, Darkman, and uh, oh, and look, your old buddy Durant is back. Everybody's favorite villain, right? It's just so over the top, too. Like it felt like they were reaching into a bag and pulled out like different scenes of the movie and said, "Okay, well, here's what you got to work with. Uh, work around that. Film around this." Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, it's it's just uh, I don't know. What do you think about this guy as Darkman? First of all, he's British. I don't know why. And I feel like Liam Neeson was doing right. his American accent for the for the the original movie. Is that right or am I wrong? Yeah, no, he was uh, doing an, an American accent, but like every once in a while he'd slip into British. But like for the well, most part, he was doing an American accent. Well, that's so Liam it makes no stuff. sense. He's still doing that now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He just he's just like, look, we're, I'm going to do here. Here's the covenant between Liam Neeson and the world. He's like, I'm going to do enough of an American accent so that we don't have to explain why I'm from another continent during the course of this movie. And you're just going to accept it and like get into how uh, serious I look. <laughs> yeah, I think it's kind of like how uh, Madonna basically adopted a British accent for a while. Like this is just his default voice. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's like, hey, it's American-ish. This is why I'm meeting, yeah. <laughs> you, ha- meeting you halfway, Hollywood. <laughs> so uh, this is in the in the uh, alley. He sees a homeless kid who's spray painting, and he kind of confronts him like, "Hey, that's illegal. You shouldn't do that." And the kid goes, eh, "It's not a crime, especially when you're a genius." Well, you spelled evil with with an O, so you're not a genius. And the kid kind of goes off on him, like, I'll spell it however I want. And <laughs> he throws the spray paint can at Darkman. Darkman catches it without looking, squeezes it, it explodes, and thrusts the kid into a wall. Yeah, and also they, they do they do like a Wile E. Coyote effect or whatever, where the, around it, there's the outline of the paint when he steps away, where the kid yeah, steps the kid away st- from the wall. Also, the kid steps away the from the wall, st- so apparently not really hurt. yeah. Dark man doesn't move at all, but this kid is thrown into a wall and just no one's hurt. Right. And there's so there's like a the idea is that there's like a paint because it's a spray can. There's like a paint outline around the kid. But Dark Man isn't covered in paint and the kid doesn't even seem to be covered in paint. Right. It's almost like you said, like a Wiley Coyote, like this kid's about to hold up a sign that says, uh oh. Yeah. <laughs> that guy exploded that paint near me. And then he throws the, the kid's like, oh, now, uh, now I'm, it's like the guy is terrifying. He's got a bandage face and, you know, which also, what do those bandages do? And I realize this is also a thing with the, with the movie, but, but what are the bandages, uh, protecting dark man from, or is it just so that people don't have to see his face? But they do because like they're giant quadrants of his face that are exposed and the bandages are just kind of loosely hanging around. <laughs> I think it's just to protect his self-confidence. Oh, okay. He's like, well, you can't see me like this. I will loosely wrap gauze sort of around my face, but you will right. You will see four inches around each one of my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> one thing that they didn't uh, go into, which was I thought was weird about the movie, is uh, Darkman's lips were burned off, so it's just his teeth. And that made absolutely no sense. I know this doesn't really have much to do with the TV show itself, but this is one of my nitpicks. He wouldn't be able to speak. speak? He couldn't talk. No, there's no way. I mean, he could he could talk, but he couldn't say like M's or P's or anything. Right. We're in like uh, like Crypt Keeper territory, you know, like where it's like, well, you know, it's just a puppy. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want from me? It's an HBO show. Um, Yeah, I. None of it is plausible. And they just keep layering on weird thing after weird thing, none of which go together. So it doesn't feel of a piece like they've got this character and some stuff that's from a movie. And then they're and then the writing doesn't make any sense. And then and then they put him in this weird stylized, you know, sort of, uh, uh, you know, Tim Burton ask or whatever uh, uh, back lot scenario where you don't believe anything everything looks like it's just on a stage so you there aren't any real stakes and then they just insert stuff in the movie. i it's such a mess i can't even it's like when they tur- when somebody turned it in did they also tender their resignation or this just has <laughs> like well we fulfilled the the i don't know it doesn't feel like there's one person's vision on this i don't know who I don't know. Did it? <laughs> there, the the credits and I looked on IMDb and the credits are like uh, story by 
uh, or characters are written by Sam Raimi and whoever wrote the screenplay of Sam Raimi for the movie. And the screen, like screenplay by anonymous, like they just don't want their name attached. No, not at all. You would. No, you, this is, uh, you got paid for it and you walked away. It seems that maybe they got a bunch of notes and they couldn't do it or they decided to change direction at the last minute and it turned into a disaster. But I mean, the movie is a, is a competent movie, which makes sense at least to some extent, like in its own, it has, it's of its own style or whatever. But this thing, I don't even, I don't even know. Uh, right. <laughs> and the characters come in without really being introduced at all. And they're just talking and you're like, who are you? And you know, there's the, suddenly there's the cop and their partner. Also, uh, she knows the, she knows dark man's name, like that his name is dark man, but it doesn't seem like, he has a reputation as dark man yet, or they don't say before she mentioned it for the first time. It was like, Oh, I wonder if this was, you know, that guy that, that they're calling dark man. It was just like, Oh, dark man. <laughs> right. Like, cause he doesn't, he never explicitly says it except for at the end. Like he says like, Oh, I'm, I'm dark man. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, no, he, yeah. It's not like a thing that he, they, they don't give anybody the chance to call him dark man or ask him. And he introduces himself as his, as his old name before he was, you know, shot all the hell. Right. He says like, Oh, I'm Peyton. He doesn't say like, sup, it's me, dark man. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He introduces himself as Peyton. Also like they tried to make a, a little bit of a stab at, Oh, there's cause in the movie Peyton is Peyton and uh well he puts on the Peyton face and then he's still trying to he's still trying to act as Peyton to some people and then they don't know that he is secretly dark man or whatever uh but they don't do that like he puts he for whatever reason he puts on his Peyton mask when he's burying that henchman uh Vincenzo and then he uh, and then she, the cop sees him and then she's like, Oh, and then he, and then she's like, you're dark man. And he's like, all right, I'm dark man. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I shouldn't, yeah. but he's got his face. It's like, what was the purpose of him putting his face on at that time? Right. You, you just pointed that out. I didn't even think of that. He could have put on literally any face. Right. Yeah. That's true too. Yeah. But she, she's like, yeah, you're the one that they call dark man or something like that. And he's like, and he doesn't. He doesn't. He, he enters himself as, as Peyton. She's like, "No, you're not Peyton. You're Dark Man." And he's basically like, "All right, <laughs> help me kill Durant." Yeah, basically. Um, so he introduces his uh, lab, which in the movie it's the. I'm pretty sure it was the remains of his old lab, but in the show it's an old planetarium. Right. And he says the line, "Now it's my universe." <laughs> And I was just like, really? Yeah, so it's uh, so so very cheesy. Also, if he has that planetarium to hang out in, I don't know why he's wandering around with a shopping cart where the homeless people are at the same time. That's true. He, he didn't need the shopping cart to begin with. Like, what no, he, was he, he doing? Picking up trash? He's got like, a place for his stuff. Also, they never show what's in the shopping cart. It's not like, oh, he was collecting, you know, food or or whatever you would collect being, or I don't know the raw materials you need to make uh synthetic skin. Well, you know what happened was his uh, Uber eats driver couldn't find the planetarium. So he had to go out and shop for himself. Oh yeah. That's the thing, you know, because there's no, yeah. I mean that, that building was condemned long ago and the address This probably, you know, it's one of those things where like the entrance is on the other side and the guy would never be able right. to find his way back into the planetarium itself. So you got to go out and meet him. yeah it's delisted on google maps you know (laughs) yeah yeah so he explains uh the synthetic masks in his lab um he also says that he has no mirrors or reflective surfaces and then sits down in front of a reflective computer screen oh yeah big time uh yep (laughs) no but there's no there's no like there's a uh like a producer whose job it is to uh, to check, you know, continuity stuff or, a, I don't know, a script supervisor or, or somebody who's just like double checking. OK, we said this. Is this true throughout the thing or any of that? Uh, the kind of things that you do on a professional production. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like these are the kind of mistakes I'd make if I were making a movie in my backyard. Right. There's like uh, like a kid that found out his phone has a camera on it and now he's going to go make a YouTube video. 
Yeah, and it's great, and you're and you're excited for them. You're like, wow, that's amazing. I didn't know you could do that. Uh, but when it's a literal uh, uh, TV pilot made for Fox, based on a uh, on a film property, based on a Marvel comic book, um, <laughs> it's weird. It's amazing. Like this is during the. Uh, I assume that so then like Marvel got there cut for this as well this is back when in the 90s when marvel was going bankrupt and sold themselves to a uh or let themselves get bought out by a trading card company yep and then sold off their rights to literally every every studio that would pay them right yeah well we'll sell the x-men to these guys and we'll sell the fantastic four to those guys and spider-man over here and so then when they started the MCU, they were like, well, what do we have left? Iron Man, who nobody knows. And and now Iron Man is the biggest one. Yeah, now <laughs> Iron Man's the biggest Boy, the tables have turned. Iron Man is now uh, bigger than Spider-Man. Um, so where do you, hold on, where do you think Dark Man would fit into the MCU? <laughs> oh, where are they, what would they do? Where would Dark Man show up? Well, he's on Earth. So I guess he could show up in any Avengers movie just as a when they would just they would have to use him for they would send him in undercover for any kind of uh, heist ish situation. He could have been in Black Panther, maybe, although, you know, he would have been the the uh, the other white guy um, in Black Panther. He could have been the the bad guys. He could have been a bad guy, basically, who they uh, who was trying to get some of the. um uh some of that uh mineral whatever it's called now i can't remember what it's called oh the uh the strength vibranium juice. oh he could have been strength juice. uh dark man <laughs> li- like uh there could have been a thing where dark man's trying to rob uh something of vibranium and then uh and then killmonger comes and uh and his double cross he's working with killmonger and then killmonger double double crosses him and kills him and takes the vibranium that he needed or whatever uh, like that that whole like art gallery scene that they or the museum scene where he goes in and steals the the ancient weapons. Oh, uh, and then at the very end, he decides like, oh, you know what? I'm gonna help Black Panther. Black Panther goes, you know what? Here's a vibranium face. <laughs> they give him a vibranium face, and then he's uh, a little less mad. I like how he he Dark Man's like all rage. In I mean, I feel like he's more angry in the movie, but in this one, he just has like moments where suddenly he's yelling. Yeah, he yells at that kid a lot. That poor kid has done nothing. So, Especially um, at the end. And then the kid trip makes a plea to him. He's like, you don't understand. You know, the streets are bad for me too, Dark Man. Yeah. So um, so after we get introduced to his lair, uh, that's when he goes to the club wearing his own face. Yeah. Then puts a mask on over his own face. And that was confusing to me. I was like, why is he doing that? And they're like, oh, okay. So it's like he's a magician like a performer going around at the different, and I guess it's like a magic, I guess this is the playing cards motif where that's like a magic club. So it's like the, it's like the magic castle, I guess. Except it's just full of gangsters and uh scantily clad women dancing. Sure. Well, it's the nineties. That's what. All... Yeah. <laughs> it's like Austin Powers fever dream. Also, like Durant is in this, but he ba- he he does almost nothing, and he has almost no lines, right? I think he says like one or two things. Like I think when Darkman hands him that little coffin, he says something. He basically says like, yeah, he says like, no, you take it, and gives it to someone else. Right, and Darkman's like, no, it's for you. And he's like, <laughs> he's desperate. It's like, yeah, that'll uh, that'll definitely get him to take it. <laughs> right. I- imagine if he was just like, oh, oh, for me. And he just takes it back, like, "Oh, I got this." Like, it was obviously sketchy, right? Um, and, and also, if you're already that close to Durant, why wouldn't you could just take out a gun and shoot him? And if all you wanted right. was revenge against Durant, and you don't care about living or dying, then why not just go in on a suicide mission, I guess, and just b- blow the guy away once you get close enough? You don't need the coffin gag, right? It was almost as if he was like Joker from the 1960s Batman. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's like, I I can't possibly do anything the regular way. I've got to do it all with a riddle and a puzzle and a. So uh, after that, we get my favorite part of this whole episode. Um, so Durant's man, uh, Durant's men start shooting at Dark Man, and then one breaks off from the pack, does this like highly elaborate like flipping and punching, and then runs up and kicks Dark Man in the crotch, and Dark Man just smiles at him. 
And then the guy's terrified. Yeah. And if you forgot the fact that he doesn't feel pain because his nerves are burned off or something like that, right. it would just seem like he's just like really into it. Like he just got kinky as hell. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or just like, oh, so Darkman's like wearing like a cup or something. Right. <laughs> he's prepared. He's got armor down there. It's fine. Because it makes like a really loud noise when he actually gets the kick in. Uh, the, the Whatever Foley sound they use is like uh, sounds as though he may have kicked like a metal object. And uh, and also that whole thing where there's a guy who like demonstrates his martial arts skill and then goes and attacks you is right out of the Tim Burton Batman Oh, see, I was going to say it's uh, like the Indiana Jones scene with the swordsman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, which which also is the same thing. Uh, I mean, right. you could say that Batman was ripping off Indiana Jones where, yeah, where he just takes out the gun and shoots the guy after he does his little sword display. Uh, but that happens at, like in Batman. There's like a uh, there's a guy who like, you know, like kind of whirls around and has like some swords or something. And he runs up to Batman and Batman just like kind of pushes him off with one hand and it's over. <laughs> Yeah. So uh turns out one of uh Durant's men, Vincenzo, follows Darkman out of the club. Darkman kills him and he's digging a grave and he's singing put on a happy face. Yeah. So it was like, okay, so you're nuts, like we understand, I guess. <laughs> yeah. And uh the cop shows up and this is right after he puts his face back on. And that's where we get that scene of like, oh no, you're dark man. Yeah. Oh, you got me. <laughs> I'm Darkman. Help me uh, help me uh, get Durant and uh yeah, yeah, you you can't operate within the law. Also, wait, how did he know what Vincenzo's name was? Yeah, I don't know. It, unless unless he was wearing a tag. So, like, hello, my name is Vincenzo. I guess. I mean, did he three. take his wallet out and see, you know, but he said it so matter of fact, like he said it to her as though she knew who Vincenzo is too. I mean, maybe he's a real famous one of uh, a notorious one of Durant's henchmen, but that's not made clear. None of this is made. The only name that they mentioned before now is Durant anyway. Exactly. So uh, we get the only commercial break from this show. It comes back to Durant basically chasing after the cop Jenny and shooting at her. Out of nowhere, because out of nowhere, it didn't explain it. Apparently, yeah, because she's like, "I'm gonna go do regular police work," and the next thing we see is her getting chased by the king of the mobsters doing his own dirty work. Yeah, he he has people. Like, why does he not just send? I feel like it, uh, in, in the movie he's got, and in this too, they do have the scene, the club scene before. Like all of his uh, henchmen have automatic weapons are and just, you know, riddle the whole uh, club with bullets. And that's very similar to the movie where there's all those guys. And, you know, um, I think the thing I remember about the Darkman movie the most is that that like cigar cutter scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> from the beginning. Yeah. From the beginning where he uses the cigar cutter to to cut. Uh, you know, sections of the joints on the finger joints that uh, takes the guy's finger off. That just reminded me of another scene. He collects fingers in the movie. Right. That I, That's something that just completely escaped my mind. This dude's a freak. Like, yeah. he, he has a taxidermy, like, studio in his house, and he keeps the fingers of his victims. Well, you gotta, you know, that's, I mean, that's how you run an operation. You, you, you scare the bejesus out of people. And, uh, yeah, let him know, let him know how sick and twisted you are. And then, uh, you know, and then they'll, they'll, they'll practically give you the keys to the city after that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then he takes Jenny back to his planetarium layer, says like, oh, I need to, I need you to help me kill Durant. Well, I can't do that. Oh, fine. And then we get the scenes from the movie with the helicopter and dark man, basically killing Durant. But it keeps playing over and over, like, different scenes from different parts of the movie. Yeah, they just took, like, well, let's find all the best action shots out of the movie and insert some production. It's like, we own the property. It's the same studio or same producers or whoever. And so we're just going to use this stuff. And, and is that just in case people didn't see the movie, then they'll be like, well, these people, they're a whole new audience. They won't even know the difference. Right. It it just didn't make any sense to me, especially the fact they don't establish if he killed Durant in the TV show or not. No, they sure don't. 
And then it just ends with Darkman going back through the alley. That kid from the beginning shows up saying like, oh, someone's following you. And he's just like, well, I don't need your help. Uh, and he like screams at this kid at one point because the kid says, I, I know how you feel, Dark Man. He goes, nobody knows how I nobody feel. Nobody knows how I feel. <laughs> just over the top. And it's like, chill, dude. This kid's like 10. <laughs> and we get the... Uh, and why is that scene played out with the kid? And I mean, I guess it's because they've decided to have an arc with this kid. And I guess that kid would end up being his like, like one of his Baker Street Irregulars or something if, they went, if it went to series. Right. And... uh so he sees in the puddle a reflection this, this of... This traumatized kid. What a fun character. This traumatized kid who has to live on the streets and uh, <laughs> and, and, doesn't, care, and get, doesn't care if he lives or... Uh, kid with death wish. <laughs> <laughs> and also he has a VHS copy of Death Wish. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, you know, Death, death Wish 3 is a good one. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> so... This is when uh, he looks down and sees the reflection of the graffiti the kid painted earlier, and it says love because he spelled evil with an O. Well, just like and the kid goes, told you I was a genius. (laughs) Or uh, or he uh, listened to that Sonic Youth album. There's a Sonic Youth album, same name, spelled the same way. That doesn't surprise me. I I think there's a comedy special. I forget who it is, but it says like love is evil and it's spelled that way. Anyways, so. Uh, this is when we get what would presumably be the tagline of the show, Justice Answers to a Brand New Face. And that's when the episode ends. Yeah, they show the they add all those extra uh, they, they revisit some of those shots like in like uh, quicker, uh, faster cuts or whatever. Right. And then it's just uh, the, uh, the Darkman logo. Yeah. And it's over. Yeah, his face sort of melts into the dark, which is nice. A nice bit of uh, of design, like title design there that was cool in the movie, and they just lifted straight from the movie, so they can't be given any credit for it. No, they can't be given any credit for anything here. They the, they made something that was 22 minutes. That's their credit. They made a thing that was just unholy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, there, if anybody was a fan of Darkman, there's, I mean... This would ruin everything. There's no, oh man, it, and it's so interesting. Like so, then they made this pilot, and then the pilot didn't go, and then they made Darkman Two. I think the I think Darkman Two might have been before this. I think Darkman Three was after this. Oh uh, yeah, uh, my fa- By the way, my favorite sequel title of any movie, and I just delighted it whenever I saw it in like the the guide on my when I used to have cable was Darkman Three. Die, Darkman, die. I, I did appreciate that title as well. That, that's good. a wonderful title. Darkman Two is the return of Durant, as if the best thing about Darkman, the thing that everybody remembers, was the name of the villain. Yep, it's not like his name was like um, the Joker. Right. It's not like this is an established character. This is a one-off villain from a movie that didn't really exist before this. Yeah, it's like really, you know, slow your roll because uh, the... They're just assuming, oh, people are so into... People are going to be so into this. They're going to be so excited to find out that that Durant isn't dead and then he comes back in the second movie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we're going to take a quick little break and we'll be right back with our episode pitches. I'm Commander Shepard, and this is... Wait, you can't be Commander Shepard. I'm Commander Shepard. Okay, we're both Commander Shepard, and we're here to tell you about our favorite podcasts on the Citadel. Do you like narrative video games with deeply developed characters? What about exploring complicated moral quandaries, like romancing aliens? Then you should be listening to Reignite, a show where two friends take a 10-year-old video game way too seriously. And sometimes not seriously enough. I'm Commander Shepard. And I'm Commander Shepard. We should go. All right. So to start our episode pitches, I want to do a segment, which is kind of the reason that we got connected. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Thorne show. connected us. Yeah. Jesse Thorne connected us. Um, your show uh, is a minute by minute breakdown of my dinner with Andre starring Wallace Shawn. Very true. So now it's time for our segment. Where, Why in the world isn't Wallace Shawn on this show? Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, he's been through Hollywood from the Princess Bride to Clueless. He's an actor and a playwright and an essayist as well. He is nowhere to be found, so it's time for us to do this. Tell me why in the world isn't Wallace Shawn on this show? Uh, so what do you, uh, how would you put Wallace Shawn into this show? I mean, first of all, just to just to speak directly to the title of your segment, the the reason why Sean isn't in the show is because it's so bad. <laughs> oh yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, like, I just can't. I mean, he was he was on high profile epi- episodes of like the Cosby Show. Uh, there, he there, this is not a place for him. Um, but I will say, if I were going to put Wallace Sean in the show, I would I wouldn't want him to be there for one episode. He should be. I mean, uh, look if. Uh, uh, if what's his name is it Larry Drake? Yep, Larry Drake. If Larry Drake had uh had not reprised his role as as Durant, I would put Wallace Shawn in there, and then of course you like write him some dialogue for one thing. Um, <laughs> so I think that he would he would he would be a great Durant. He he'd be he's an excellent excellent villain. He never he doesn't get to play a villain enough. He often plays you know comic relief or or somewhere to or some like authority figure. But I feel like uh, he would be an excellent villain. Um, he also could have been an additional what if he were like the real magician who was <laughs> supposed to show up? up like oh i'm late sorry right or if there was a scene where he's like practicing and uh and uh, dark man comes in and steals his face right so then right uh, uh ties him up steals his face and then he goes out into the bar or the club or whatever and then it's wallace sean offering the coffin to durant and then that would be super fun. And then, you know, and then eventually his his face would bubble off and that would be some really cool wall. And then we'd have like some gifts of Wallace Shawn's face bubbling off that we could just use forever. That's all you can really ask for. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like that would definitely have been a good way to incorporate him, um, especially like in a guest star role. Like this show would have been prime for guest star roles because you literally have this face building machine. Right. Yeah. Also, uh, so it must be just because they were trying to sell this star so much. They're trying to sell the British actor so much uh, as the as the new dark man, as the as the uh, the the uh, down market television's Liam Neeson. Um, I feel as though um, they don't take the opportunity to have dark man show up as any different people in this episode. He's always showing up as uh, as the guy, as as his former self. Yeah. Like, and they kind of teased it too, because when he was burying Vincenzo, he was like, well, just don't tell that anybody that he's dead. Cause I got a plan. So like they were teasing, he's just going to take Vincenzo's face. Right. Yeah. 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 yeah it's a, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it, it yeah. just makes me so angry. It's so, it's so lazy. They, it was like, they, it just seemed like they borrowed some old sets, which I guess happens in pilots. Sure. Uh, they borrowed some sets from like Tim Burton movies and uh, and threw some playing cards around and then just had some junk. And then they didn't write like there's the plot is not a plot. No one ever gets from here to there. You never know where anybody is or why they're there. And so I wonder, I mean, I mean, is this not a full pilot? I mean, it's this wouldn't this is a drama. It would not be a half hour show. Right. Very rarely do you get a, a 22 minute drama. I, yeah, I wouldn't say like with special effects and stuff like that. Like you wouldn't. I mean, you'd go big or go home on something like this. I can't I cannot right. imagine. So it just didn't make sense. There's more to this story. We need to talk to Larry Drake. We need to find him and track him down. He's still <laughs> he's still working. Right. Is he, I hope he's not dead. Larry Drake. Still I hope so, us? too. I think he's I think he's still working. <laughs> so. I feel like another role that Wallace Shawn could have done. Sure. He could have been the antagonist. And who's the antagonist? Lightman. <laughs> oh man, Lightman. You know, it works perfectly because he just shows up and he just burns off Darkman's face anytime. Have fun in the dark, Darkman. <laughs> it's me, Lightman. <laughs> I exist in the light. <laughs> It's almost like the dichotomy, the day man, fighter of the night man type thing. Oh, sure. Thing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, well, Sean would get in there and he would be, <laughs> he'd just be like sort of obnoxious and the only happy person in this series. Yeah. 
he could be like he could have been Durant's boss this whole time. Like they reveal it in maybe like the mid season finale. <laughs> and how they reveal it is it's a dark room and he turns around in a chair and he's just glowing. Right. Are there any uh, the the outdoor scenes are, in, are are there any scenes which ostensibly happen in the daytime? Not that I know of, ex- aside from the scenes used from the movie. Huh. Yeah. So it's it's so gloomy, it's so dark. You never you don't know how much time passes at all. This whole thing could have happened within an hour, I think. Oh, 100%. <laughs> he could have blown he could have blown up that can with the kid, gone straight to that club. Uh, the cops go and investigate and then somehow Durant's shooting at that cop and then, um, you know, dark man's bearing Vincenzo and then, uh, back to the kid. Cause he's exactly, he's in the same spot. It's like, Oh, right. That kid better go, better go give him a hard time again. <laughs> so I feel like they were setting this up for like a romance between the cop and dark man. And I feel like there would have been a very weird scene where he's just like, just put on my dead wife's face. Right. In the, in the movie, uh, Darkman is his girlfriend gets him killed in the explosion, right? No, she actually is. Uh, she survives. Oh, she's. But yeah, uh, she was uh, just his girlfriend. Like she wasn't his wife. And, and, it, uh, and it was she, Francis McDormand, right? Yeah. Uh, how do you think this show would have ended? This show? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm trying to imagine this show being even one minute longer. Um Let's see here. So, so you mean the 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 series finale? Yeah, like a series as a whole. The series as a whole. How many how many how many seasons do you think? Oh, we can't give this more than one season. All right. So there's one season. They get in. It's a uh, it's a it's a it's a mid season replacement show. Uh, they do uh, they do thirteen, and it never gets renewed. But uh, they find out you know, four episodes from the end where they're still in production that they can, uh, that they're getting canceled. So they're like, well, let's go out with a bang. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's spend our whole budget on the, on the big set piece at the end. And, um, let's see here. There's probably some stunt cast. Well, and at this point I, I feel like, uh, uh, maybe uh, Wallace Shawn's character shows up in every episode as uh, as a different person, as a not as a different character, but like the same guy who is in a situation to always uh, be the guy that Darkman needs to impersonate <laughs> uh, in order in order to, to get in close to Durant. So you know, Wallace Shawn's a, a waiter. Uh, Wallace Shawn's like a guy uh, reading the meter at uh, at Durant's high rise or whatever. Uh, you know, Durant never realizes that. So he's, you know, every time, you know, he gets tied up and he has to go get a new job because of what, uh, because Darkman keeps, you know, time making him in, uh, out to be incompetent and all this stuff. So, uh, <laughs> so it's really like Wallace Shawn becomes like sort of the secret hero of the show. And it's like, uh, uh I, I feel like, oh, even over the course of that short time, they realize, okay, so, uh, so this guy, uh, <laughs> This actor, Christopher Bowen, he's a drip. All right. It's uh, a, a, Wallace Shawn's really the one that, uh, uh, that that's uh, testing well with audiences. So we keep uh, we keep minimizing Bowen and we keep maximizing Shawn. So he spends more and more time every episode masquerading as Wallace Shawn to get into to try and uh, blow up Durant or whatever. Um, <laughs> and so for the big finale, it's uh, it's it's Wallace Shawn. And, uh, and he's, you know, in a fit of rage and all this. And he's, uh, he's rigged up, uh, Durant's, uh, high rise building, um, uh, to explode. They're just going to blow up the whole thing because the whole, the whole city's gone to hell and, uh, and it's time for, uh, for dark man to take out Durant and his whole organization. Uh, they're having like a big meeting or something. And, uh, and, uh, and so it's Wallace Shawn in there and, and, and he's had to take Wallace Shawn's identity this time because Wallace Shawn was like the elevator operator or something. Um, <laughs> and so there, so there he is, uh, uh, a lot of scenes of him going up and down, um, uh, you know, riding the elevator up and down and he's got, uh, he's got a whole bunch of boxes on the elevator behind him or whatever. It looks like a mail for Durant or whatever, but he's, uh, he's depositing these boxes on every floor and they're the explosive, uh, charges or whatever. And then at the end, uh, you know, because the series is over, um, you know, he uh, he just rides. It's, it's just Wallace Shawn as Dark Man, uh, just riding that elevator to hell. <laughs> it's 
big explosion. And that's just the final it's, scene. That's the end. The end of the movie is he he did it. He pushes, you know, he uh, uh he he pushes the door close button, and that's rigged all the explosions. I feel like that could be like a post credit scene where like <laughs> the cop is like drinking coffee at some like French villa, right. and then all of a sudden she turns over and sees Wallace Shawn raise a glass to her. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because it's not really Wallace. You know, the the real Wall character that Wallace Shawn's playing supposedly, like he's not the one. You know, Dark Man was in there getting exploded, so Wallace Shawn can live on. Exactly, it's amazing. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Died, he died yeah, for Wallace, Wallace Shawn to live. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like it's that scene. It's like the the scene at the end of um of uh uh what is it? The dark. Uh, what's the third Batman movie? Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> That's yeah, where yeah, I got yeah. the idea. Yeah, exactly. From. Yeah, it's like the Michael Caine scene. It's great. Yeah. So, <laughs> I think we've, uh, I think we've milked Dark Man for all we can. There's, um, there was, there was so little there to even, and it was so bad. And the, and the whatever, whatever transfer, whatever digitizing they did to get it up on, uh, on the internet, as it were, uh, made it so that it was at the lowest resolution of anything I've watched for like 15 years. Yeah, it's like they ripped it from a VHS and then ripped that from another VHS. It was it, it was, was just <laughs> it was like they uh they were they were trying to uh to block out the faces of the actors of that sort of pixelated whatever uh just because nobody <laughs> nobody wanted to uh to be associated with this thing and they wanted to be anonymous so they're like okay okay we'll uh, we'll save everybody's faces literally. They did it out of courtesy to the actors. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, uh, I, I still have no idea what Christopher Bowen looks like, and I look like he's still a working actor in a lot of British like television or whatever. That this was, but How? this that was his big <laughs> shot. He's not starring in anything, so this was the what. This was his one shot. Okay. He must have been so uh, delighted that he got caught. He got cast in an American TV show playing a superhero or whatever, and he's like, "My ship has finally come in." And then he shows up on set, and he's like, "Is this a Madonna video?" Or <laughs> <laughs> he already like splurged. He already spent all his money. He's like driving in on a Ferrari, and then he sees the set. He's just like. Oh, it's very bad. And then they and then he has to spend hours of the day in the in the makeup chair to have to have the uh, the burn prosthetics put on his face. Yeah, probably. They probably just like it was probably like a pullover mask in the same way that the that the uh, the dark man uh, synthetic skin masks are. It was probably like that simple. Yeah, that that wouldn't surprise me. They just picked up a Freddy Krueger mask. Yeah, just put the rubber mask on. He's like, it's very hot in here. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so i think that's gonna do it for this episode uh woody uh how would people find you if they want to find more of your stuff all right so my uh i'm on twitter i am at woody battaglia that's uh woody b-a-t-t-a-g-l-i-a we got the silent g there and my podcast is my minute with andre we can you can find that anywhere that you normally find podcasts apple podcast your, your podcast players and uh and we're on twitter as well so you can follow us for uh info on new episodes and all that that's uh at mmwa pod and uh uh yeah we we go into the to to crazy detail uh about the movie my minute with andre which i thought which is kind of an absurd idea but also it really genuinely is my favorite movie but we have comedians and uh and film scholars and all kinds of different people uh uh on the show i've i've met wallace sean i haven't had him as a guest but i have uh, I, I met him long enough to tell him about the podcast and he seemed delighted and intrigued, but he has not. <laughs> I did give him my email address. An email from Mr. Sean has not been forthcoming. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because everybody that I've done this segment with uh, has actually met Wallace Sean in some capacity. <laughs> Is that right? Oh, he and he's delightful. I don't know if you're I, I don't know if I, your other guests have had as much of a great experience but i had such an amazing experience he was so lovely he he held up a whole line of people just to talk to me longer because he liked that i wanted to talk about my dinner with andre and not about the princess bride which he does not understand why it's funny or anything <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like he literally does not think it's a good movie um and did it for money but he he absolutely loves my uh, dinner with Andre because where he obviously plays himself and he and he's in a movie with his best friend and it was kind of his breakout thing like he wouldn't have gotten he actually got cast in the princess bride because he says inconceivable in my dinner with andre and a casting person 
like saw the movie and was like, oh, uh, I got to cast a movie where a guy says inconceivable a bunch, and that guy just said it. <laughs> That's literally what happened. It's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the show that we do is, uh, when I say we, me and my guests, uh, that we do is it's, uh, you know, we, we really do get into the movie, but also it's, uh, it's lighthearted and we also have, uh, all the guests are funny and stuff. So it's not like a, it's not a slog at all. It's more, it's, it's very much like your show. And, uh, it's a very interesting experience for me because I've never actually seen my dinner with Andre. Uh, So I'm getting this like weird (laughs) minute by minute, like commentary. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of people just, you know, because uh, because they're podcast listeners and not necessarily uh, people who watch a ton of movies all the time, they can just take in the movie in this weird snail paced bite sized whatever. And I think that that's totally fine. I'm here to entertain people. Yeah, I think eventually once once your podcast finally finishes, that's when I'll finally uh, watch my dinner with Andre. Yeah, I think that that's uh, I mean that's wise. You'll know the whole. You'll you'll have already studied it. It'll be like you practiced for the game. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Woody. Um, I, I, I've, I've uh, been just... so happy to uh, to be able to come uh, to on the show, and it was uh, it was very nice for uh, for Jesse Thorne to uh, to point out to uh, to connect us in that way. It was definitely very nice of him. Shout out to Jesse Thorne. Yeah, it was fellow, <laughs> fellow Wallace Shawn aficionado. <laughs> So yeah, just remember, some things are better left on here. Bye. I'm Drew. I'm Nate. And I'm Tanner. And we are the hosts of Headline Heroes. Every week we take a bizarre, out there article. Germans build underground pipeline for beer. An attempt to create a superhero or villain. The obvious one is that they have a giant robot that runs off of beer. Along the way we discuss powers, design a costume, and of course, struggle with a name. Graham Graham Sam Sam? No. Graham Graham Sam Sam? No! And inevitably we get off subject and talk about the really important stuff. I did go to Bill Engvall's website and I just want to tell you a couple of things I'm seeing here. Please do. I wish you would. But we always arrive with the super creation we are proud of. Join Headline Heroes every Tuesday as we try to make reality a little more super.